Hey everybody, welcome to what I call Audience Week. Okay, we can come up with a super fancy title, but I want you to understand that what we're going to be talking about over the next five days together here in Traffickies is all about helping you find your perfect customers. Okay, that is the goal over the next five days is to start to give you a framework. So let me let me back up a little bit and, and tell you this. Uh, so this exact framework is something that I teach in our agency to our clients. And we walk our clients through this and we hold their hands through this entire process. And it's absolutely key and it's absolutely crucial because we've got three keys to generating organic traffic, three. Okay. The first key is knowing your audience. That's why we're here. The second one is your content strategy. And the third is your SEO. But those two don't matter unless we know our audiences super, super well. If you've heard me talk about audiences before, you heard, you've probably heard me use the term, be obsessed or be average about your audience. You've got to be obsessed about your audience. You literally have to know them as well as they know themselves, if not even sometimes a little bit better, okay? Sometimes a little bit better than they know themselves. You know, and, and, and quick aside, it's so hysterical because I talk about this so much that my kids have actually done a parody video of me teaching this. Right, because I'm always talking about knowing your audience, being obsessed, being obsessed, being obsessed. Know who your audience is, okay? Because what it does for you, once you know who your audience is and you know them that well, is you can speak directly into their lives about what's going on and how your products or services can help them. I'll give you an example. One of our clients, we went, went through this process. And again, I'm giving you a skeleton this week, right? So we went through this process and it's a 16-hour process um, that we go through with them just to gather a lot of the data. And then we start to massage it and, and work with it, et cetera, et cetera. But going through this process, uh, we found out that there's a huge percentage of their audience that drove Hyundai Sonatas. What? Like, <laughs> now, they're not in the automotive industry. That's what's interesting, okay? But we're going through and we're getting to know their audience so well, and we realize, oh, wow, they all drive Sonatas. So guess what? Now, when they're talking to them, Okay, whether it's in a blog post or a video, they can reference things about the Hyundai Sonata. When there's a recall for a Hyundai Sonata, they know that they have a segment of their population and also heard that too. They could talk about that and then relate it over to whatever they're doing. It's all about speaking to your audience about things that matter to them. And it isn't just always about what you're doing. That's the key. If you're only focused on your product, your service, what you're offering them, you're missing an entire field of things 
that you can connect with your customer on to make them, one, know, two, like, and the third one, the most important, trust you. Because that's what we want. We want our customers to know, like, and trust us. When customers know us, like us, and they trust us, guess what they do? Yup, they spend more money. And so that is where we wanna get our customer bases too. But you can't get there unless you are obsessed with your audience, always learning about them, diving in, asking questions, trying to figure out commonalities and similarities. And it's not your entire audience, and we'll get to this in just a little bit. It's not your entire audience, but your ideal, perfect customer. So again, by the end of this week, I'm, I would have taught you this framework that you can then go and use and implement to help yourself start to find, or, or rather define, you got to define them first, define your perfect customer. And then, but at the end of this week on day five, on Friday, what we're going to do is delve into how you find them on Facebook. Okay. All right. Let's jump, jump right in. I don't want, I want to jump in by giving you an example. Okay. Um, and talking about this ideal customer, because there's so many people who get into business and they feel like I'm in business. So I have a product or a service and you're a human, whoever you are, you should buy it. Okay. And they may determine, oh, you meet one or two criteria. So you should buy it. For example, you may be selling um, natural soap. My, my eldest child, my daughter is all into these natural soaps, right? Well, the people selling those natural soaps, they could very well feel like, hey, everybody should buy my product because everybody uses soap. Well, okay, that might be something to consider, but I don't use natural soap. I like my Dove. That's what I use. I've used it for years. Don't plan on changing anytime soon. I see no need to go to natural soap. So them talking to me, complete waste of time. Them talking to my sustainability, loving sustainability teaching. She actually teaches companies how to be sustainable. That's what my daughter does uh, professionally. Them talking to her, perfect. She's in their audience. She's in their audience. And that's who they should want to talk to. Just like you. There are perfect people for you to talk to about your products and your service. Not everybody on the planet needs it. Not everybody on the planet should buy from you. I'll give you one more example on that. Um, real quick, this happened years ago. This was, I think it was 2010 when this happened. Okay. Uh, my wife, um, had, and the family, we had started a, a, a bakery. Okay. This is gift delivery service actually. Um, but we did bake goods and we delivered them, right? Um, all gourmet, all, a lot of it was even custom. Okay, and so there's lots of fancy stuff, cakes and cupcakes and all sorts of fancy desserts and, and, and that type of thing. So 
we started this business and everybody in the family knows that this business has been going for a couple of years now. And then we get invited to a birthday party by one of my wife's cousins who also knows that she has started this business. So we And we go to this birthday party. It's for her young children. So we take our young children to this party in 2010 and we get to the party and they've ordered a custom cake from someone else. Immediately, my wife was offended. Now, she didn't act offended, but you know, you know your spouse. I could tell. She was offended that they didn't call her to make this custom cake. And, and I saw her when she came in, she looked at the cake, she walked around the cake, and I saw that face of, we could have made this cake. Why didn't they call us? They should have used us. So I slyly asked one of the aunts, who would have known what the cousin paid for the cake, where they got the cake, and how much they paid for it. Well, my wife would have charged about $2,000, and sorry, not $2,000, not $2,000, about $200 for that particular cake. Yeah, they paid something like $45. So, right. Would my wife have wanted to do it for $45? If they had called her and said, hey, I know you make cakes, and we're family. Could you make this cake for $45? One that you would normally charge 200 No, she wouldn't have been happy about that at all. She actually would have been upset, feeling like, oh, they're taking advantage of me. That's the point, guys. She had to realize they, even though they're family, they are not her ideal customer. And it's okay. Not everybody's going to be your ideal customer. So... That's what we're here to help you figure out the framework. And so to frame the framework, if you will, um, I want to start with, with, with kind of giving you an illustration and an example. We call this the stadium example. Okay. So I want you to imagine for a moment a stadium, right? Like a concert venue or some, something like that. And in, at the stadium, in a concert venue, you've got a performer, that's you, with your business on stage. People have paid to show up to see you and your product or your service, whatever it may be, okay? They've paid to come into the room. All right, so that's the stage that's being set, no pun intended <laughs> with that, right? But that's, that's what's happening here. We've got this stadium, you're on stage, you've got people sitting out there. So now let's talk about the people sitting out there because we're going to put them in some different categories and some different sections. The first one is the front row. The people who are right up front, the people that when the concert starts, they get up and they're like the guardrails or whatever. They press up onto those guardrails and they're pushing to get to the stage. Let's talk about those people. Those people are always super interesting. Why? Because they paid the most to be in that venue to see you. That's number one. Number two, very often in the true concert example, they've bought all of the upgrades, the VIP ticket, the 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 t-shirt, the, the hat, the necklace, the the, um, the little wavy things that light up. I don't know what the glow sticks. I think that's what they're called. They've bought the glow sticks, right? And they're all in. Anything that, that you're putting out, they want it. They want the full experience. They're all in. That's the front row. 
Guys, those are your ideal customers. Those are the people we're talking about this week. The people sitting way up there on the front row. They're all in. That's who you want. Imagine if you could fill an entire stadium full of people who are on the front row. How would that change your business? How would that change your business? Okay, so that's the front row. Now, behind the front row, you have that first section, that front section of people. Now, these people paid a little bit less. They, they want to be close. They're in too, but they're not all in. They wanted to be close. So either they paid a little bit more than they wanted to to get a little bit closer, but they didn't put in the full amount to get all the way up front, or they just weren't willing. Whatever the reason was, they're in that front section and they're super interested. They're, they love you too. Not as much though as the people on the front row. All right, so we've got the front row, we've got the uh, the front section or the first section, however you want to want to see that, um, and then from there, next up, you've got the stands. So you have people now who are sitting up behind that first section in the stands. Now, these people in the stands, you're gonna love them too, right? They're great people because they've also bought in. They may not have bought into everything that you're you're teaching or everything that you're doing, but there is something about what you stand for that they also believe, some of it. And so they wanna be a part, they wanna be in the room, but they're not gonna be that raving lunatic down front who buys everything. They'll buy something, but they're not gonna be that one who buys everything, okay? So those are the people sitting in the stands. And then you have the balcony, which is the up, Above, some people call it the nosebleed section, all the way up there. They're the supporters. They showed up and, you know, yeah, they they may think you're good too, but they're there to support or they're there to learn or or, or sometimes they're even there. <laughs> like I'll give you an example. Um, let's go to a K-pop concert, right? <laughs> okay. My daughter, my youngest daughter loves K-pop. If we go to a K-pop concert, I am not paying for a front row ticket. I don't, I don't want to be on the front row. No, I'm not going to jump up. I'm not going to go up to the front. But guess what? My daughter, she absolutely wants that front row ticket. So if I were to go with her to a K-pop concert, I would get her a ticket to the front row. I'll go sit up in, in the balcony. Yeah, I'm here to support her. I'm here to support her. Get that right. I'm here to support her. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think K-pop is bad, but I'm also not in love with it. I don't have any problem being there, but it's not the place I would have chosen to go either. I'm there to kind of support, maybe learn, maybe I will hear something that I like. Maybe I will learn something that makes me more interested in it. Who knows? That's kind of what the balcony section is. I did pay to be in there, but I didn't pay to be one of your raving lunatic fans. And that's who you want to focus on. So that's kind of the structure there of what we're, of, of how you define your audience. And, and I'm talking about people now who've already paid you. So get that. My first example when I was telling you about um, and some of the earlier examples, my wife and, and like how she went and she saw her family and they had a cake and so on and so forth. They hadn't purchased from her and she had to realize they didn't qualify to be in her audience for what they wanted to pay. Everybody in the stadium, they've paid 
to be there, to listen to you, to see you. But even then, even then, you don't focus on all of them. We only focus on that front row. Oh, but Atiba, there's so many other people in here. I'm just going to ignore. Yes, in your messaging, when you're talking, you always talk to your ideal customer. Always. Why? You're going to ask me why? And it's very simple. If you talk to your ideal customer, you're number one telling everybody else, hey, if you want this premium level attention from me, if you want the premium service, you need to become one of these ideal customers. Likewise, if you don't speak directly to your ideal customer and you talk to the people in the balcony or you talk to people in the first section or you talk to the people in the stands, what you're telling your ideal customer is, hey, I know y'all are down here and y'all have paid a lot and y'all are all in, but I'm not going to spend my time focusing on you. I'm going to spend my time focusing on them and trying to get them to become you. And then they feel ignored and then they leave. That's a zero-sum situation. The key is focus on your eye deal customer with all of your messaging. That's who you're talking to. That's who you're, you're, you're directing all of your information to so that people can clearly see who you want to serve. It's one of the biggest problems so many of us in business are having right now is that we're not being clear and talking directly to the person that we want to serve so that so now there's so many other people listening and they want to come in and they're just taking up our time. Y'all know this. Y'all got customers who are wasting your time. Yeah. You know why? Because they're in the balcony, but you were talking to them, which is why they showed up. Okay. All right. So that's a stadium example. Now let me make it really practical for you and, and, and bring this example home just a little bit for you um, with the in the stadium. So we're going to make up a business. This is not a real business. This is fictitious. So this is a business that sells to uh, moms of multiple children under the age of, say, six years old who live in the suburbs of big cities, okay? Y'all with me on that, right? So moms, let me make sure I'm with me. Remember what I just made up. Moms of multiple children who are all under the age of six living in the suburbs of big cities. Okay, so that is who we're targeting. That's who this company is talking to, right? And we'll get into more about how you define your ideal customer tomorrow and and, and following days. But let's just start right there for, for a moment, just kind of hold our hands around that, okay? So that's who we want on the front row. That's who we're trying to attract to the front row, okay? So if they are the front row, who then becomes the front section? Well, the front section could be moms of multiple children, but not all of them are under the age of, of six. So they're going to want to hear what you have to say too, because some of what you have to say 
yeah, it's going to apply to them. But when you're talking about managing toddlers, and this is a mom who has multiple children, and their their children, her children are eight through 13, she's not dealing with the same issues as the mom who has the toddlers. However, she is dealing with the same issue in terms of how do I carve time for self-care when I'm raising three children? So if that's one of the topics that this brand was talking about, then yes, that mom would also listen, right? Because they want those bits of, of information and, and that, that, that sense of, of nugget, those nuggets of information. Ooh, I had to get that correct. <laughs> All right. Another person who might be in that, that front section would be a mom who has one child under five. She may show up because she's got a kid under under five or under six years old. So she may show up as well. Another mom may be somebody who has kids under, um, you know, one kid under six years old and is planning to have another one. So she may be pregnant right now, planning for her future. She's not your raving fan on the front row, but she's realizing I'm in the first section because I need to get to the front row. Right? I'm not ready for the front row yet, but I need to get there. So she could also be in that first section. Now, what about the stands? Who's sitting up in the stands? Right? Um, in the stands would be moms who may align with some of your values. They may not have multiple kids. Okay, but you may have some values that they align with, right? You may have some tips even that you they align with. So for example, let's say in this, you were also teaching meal prep. Well, they may need to know how to do meal prep. They may only have one kid and need to know how to do meal prep, and that's a topic that you cover. They're not going to pay the money to come all the way down and sit in the first section. They're definitely not going to pay the money to be on the front row, but they will pay some money to sit up in the stands because they want to hear you talk about meal prep. Another example of that, I'm going back to that K-pop example again, okay? Um, let's say, and I should have done my research on this before I did this video. Let's say you're going to go see BTS, right? But you're going to go see BTS, the K-pop band, and you only, I think one of the members, the name is Jungkook. I should have done the research. I forgot to do that. But you love one member of the band. Well, if you love just one member of the band, are you really going to pay the price to sit on the front row? No, you may not. You may be fine to be in the stands because you can still see him from the stands and be okay. See, and so that's the thing. The people in the stands... They love some of what you do, but not all of what you do. They don't need all of what you do, but they realize there's some of what you do that's really important to them. So they'll sit in the stands and they'll take in everything that, that, that you have, right? And then the balcony. Going back to that mom example again, the balcony. Who's sitting up in the balcony? Well, it would be the grandparents. Because... The kids are going to come over. The grandkids are going to come over. And parenting has changed. There are so many new gadgets and, and stuff now. I'm going to show up. I want to learn from, from you because, you know, you're teaching how to deal with multiple kids. And I got multiple grandkids. Having grandkids is not the same as raising kids. But it's similar. And they can learn. Who else would be up there in that balcony? 
babysitters. Yeah. Daycare providers. Yeah. They would go up there and sit up there. They're not going to be, again, on the front row. But they will want to show up and listen to what you have to say. The challenge is for you, for me, for business owners, is not to get focused on the balcony, on the stands, on the first section, but to stay focused, stay true to talking to that front row. We have to stay true to speaking to the front row. Okay? So this is the first part of the framework here in in understanding audience is understanding that we're not talking to everyone. And when we get into tomorrow and, and, and other days, really digging into defining the audience, we have to understand that we have to be objective about whether this person, this character trait that we're looking at for our audience, is that truly something that our raving fan is going to do? Is that truly something that they're going to believe? Or are we thinking of, which is so easy to do, are we thinking of someone sitting in the stands? You see, because the reality is you may sell to this many people on the front row because your front row is only so big, right? So that's going to be a small pool of people. But the stadium is large. And so there may be a ton of other people who buy. And that's why this gets confusing because they bought. And so you're always going to be tempted, tempted to take them into account. And we cannot. That is not being obsessed with your audience. That is not being obsessed with your ideal audience. That will cause you to water down your message and create confusion. Speak directly and only to your ideal customer. So that's the first part of the framework, guys. Okay. Um, we back tomorrow and we're going to keep on going. And, and, and I want to leave you with this thought though, before I go, um, as I said, this is a framework and at my agency, we actually take brands through this, this entire framework. It's, um, a four part, four session, four hour, each session, a 16 hour total thing <laughs> workshop that we do. Um, with big brands. And yeah, it's super, super intense. What we're going to do this week is you're probably going to get about two and a half hours of me in total teaching this framework, right? And the framework is designed for you to start to get understanding. It's impossible for me to teach you everything in two and a half hours that we go through in 16 hours and then multiply that because... That's 16 hours with the client. Then we take back all of that data and figure out what it all means and put it together and come back with even more questions, okay? So it's impossible for me to teach you that level of depth, but at least in, two and a, in this week, in this two and a half hours. But what we have done is we've pulled together a course that goes through 
all of these modules in depth and teaches you how to actually do this for yourself. Okay. Now, this is Traffic Keys. So everything that I teach here in the group is absolutely free. And everything that I'm going to teach this week is free. And everything in this framework, I will eventually dive into and teach in more depth over the next couple of years. So you're perfectly welcome to hang out with us and learn it all here, okay? Because I am going to go into depth on all of it, but it's going to take time. It's not going to happen in just one week. If you're ready right now to build your audience, if you're like, hey, man, dude, I need to figure out who my ideal customer is because I'm just kind of like flapping in the winds trying to get customers. Some of them are good. Some of them are okay. A whole bunch of them are horrible. And you need to cut that. You need to just nip that in the bud and say enough of that and actually figure out who your ideal customer is so you can talk directly to them and then go find them. Then I've got a course for you that we've created. Um, you can hit the link down below. Um, you can go and, and, and grab that course. And in it, we're going to go through everything and a heck of a lot more than what we can this week in this two and a half hours that we're spending. And you're also going to get this week as well. So you're going to get way more benefit out of that course. Okay. Anyway, that's it for today. I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.